Welcome to the In Between the Lines podcast. I'm Jay. I'm S. Special guest today is Lengman Joseph from Around the Ways, aka Joey Leng, aka People Them. Just call me Joey, please. Good, good, good. Lovely to have you on the show. Listen, First, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, nah. He had to do it. Had to get you on. Come on. So yeah, let's get the ball rolling. Yeah. So tell us, um, tell us your background. Tell us a bit about yourself, and then we'll just dive into some questions from there. Yeah, man. So, where to start? Where to start? Um, yeah. So, Joey, listen, listen. Lived in um, Northwest London my entire life, born and bred. Um, and yeah, I think kind of growing up, I was um, I was a bit of a quiet child, very, very quiet. Um, all I um, <laughs> all I ever wanted to really do was learn, um, read books, and play. Um, literally all I ever wanted to do um, but somewhere along the line changed a little bit um, mm. and it was it was very much probably my environment I would say yeah it's um, going into your teenage years we're talking about now do you know what it, um, some of it started probably before then so in primary school so I kind of I lived in an area where it's kind of a little bit quiet. Everyone kind of kept themselves to themselves or everyone kind of knew each other, I yeah. should say. But I remember like some youths were hassling me back then, like fully sticking it on me, greasing me down, bullying me, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I remember spe- um, kind of trying to go down the normal channels of talking to the teacher. Yeah. Didn't work. T- talking to Mumsy. I can't remember what happened, but I don't think it worked. I think she then went back to the school who done the Had the conversations and, and then nothing, the, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing really happened. Mm. Um, so I was, like, I was at my, my wit's end, like, what do I do? Um, but I remember, you know, in every school, there's always that, that strongest boy in the school. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, man spoke to him like, yo, yo, G. I didn't talk back, like that back then because mm. I was like eight years old or something. But I was like, yo. <laughs> um, help me out help yeah, me. literally I was like yeah. help me help me man help me <laughs> and he was just like nah <laughs> yeah he's not involved he's like I'm not involved mm-hmm. so I remember thinking well what am I going to do mm. like these men are always on to me um, these times I just want to go out in the playground and just play I just want to play tag but there's always sticking it on me um, and I remember one time it, it came down to like the, the, the usual stick up I just weren't on having it that day. I'm not going to lie to you lot. <laughs> the sun was shining or whatever it was. And I just said, nah, not today. And yeah, I just flipped. <laughs> and I remember like threw someone through a fence, punching up, like right. doing the absolute most. Yeah. But to me, this was new to me because I was, mm. I was always a very passive, relaxed, very, passive, yeah. very yeah. quiet. I would placate people if I could. I was a nice kid. Mm. Um, but then the funny thing is, was I kind of thought, oh, I've I've just I've ruined my life. They're on, they're onto me. I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. In my head, I thought I'm gonna be six feet. That's how that's how I thought of it. Because I was like, they're not gonna they're not gonna have that. They had it. They was like, oh, you're kind of cool, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then from there, we were um, we were veterans, and I think that was probably the start of a, a little bit of a slippery slope. Because I think what I took from that is okay. If you act a certain way, people back down, and then yeah, yeah. then it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, okay, no matter what, just carry that on, carry that on. And I think this is where it starts getting into the teenagers. Because um, I went to school in the on the other side of the borough. Mm. So, <clears throat> and I didn't really know anyone there. Mm. I think 
the only people that came from my school to that one um i had like i had beef with one of them like, yeah his mum his mum called the feds on me one time mm-hmm. these times i'm only in year six you know bear, yeah. that, bear that in mind yeah, yeah. Well, was it was it justified no nah, it wasn't justified <laughs> so to, to me I, I went to a totally new school with an op mm-hmm. even though we went to we went, came from the same primary school um so to me he was useless so i, I didn't know anyone mm. um and i think the one thing that's really evident mm. um, especially in london is everyone's got a brother or a cousin, cousin yeah, or someone. just a sister with a boyfriend. They have someone that can, if someone sticks it on them, they can get cool, someone yeah, to back to, you up. Yeah, yeah. Come down. back it or squash the... Like, I didn't really everyone knows everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't really have, I didn't really have that because um, <coughs> a lot of my family, when when my grandma decided to leave, leave home, she was one of the first. Mm. So she came here. Mm. And where she fought her brothers and sisters would follow her, mm. they went different countries. Oh, wow. So they were all together, but we, we're uh, quite a little bit isolated. Yeah, here. yeah. So there's one branch of the tree that came here. Yeah, literally yeah. one branch. And for me, it's like just DIY. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't rely on anyone else. So I got mm. to basically do my own, do my own work. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's how I always saw it. And I think in that school, I, I was always in trouble. I think I got, uh, I think I got excluded maybe five or six times before they finally kicked me out. Do you remember what these, uh, what these incidents were like? These major ones. I was just, am I allowed to swear on this, by the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just fucking people up, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Justified I, or was it just you? Was just no, one of them. Of course not. To, the way you said it. Do you know what it is? <laughs> to, to probably to me, I thought each and every instance was justified, mm. um, and I probably. If I look back now, I'll probably create, recreate the story in my head yeah. to make it seem so like you were in the right. Um, yeah. But really and truly, there were there were times where nah, not justified at all. Times where they were, um, or times where do you know what? I needed to stick up for myself, mm. but I went over the top, and yeah. it's because I thought you just always have to go over the top. Mm. Like as long as you overpower someone's energy, mm. there's nothing they can do. Yeah, it's almost like you know. Like in Dragon Ball Z, mm. where they both got their move and they're doing it for like one episode and, and the it's, just, it's going just going like, it's, it's yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I kind of saw it like that is yeah. don't even go in there with a little, go in there with a full whack yeah. and <laughs> what, what can go wrong type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so would you say that was not, I'd say a displacement of energy. So you was putting a lot of your energy into just sort of, not the I'd say looking back maybe the wrong kind of things so instead of putting it down here you was putting all your energy into just mashing people up instead of maybe like did you do any sports during school or was that you just yeah yeah so I've done sports but I think with that a lot of things happened there that I didn't like Mm. um, that probably made made me not engage in football as much as I should Mm. so always love football massive Arsenal fan come on Um, (laughs) and all the way up like, don't get me wrong, like, Henri is one of my idols, but if I had to style myself after someone, it's Vieira. Yeah. So I always wanted to be in defence or DM, ball carrying. Take charge. Like, yeah, because yeah. I was quite, I was, for my age back then, I was one of the tallest. Mm. I've not grown much since. Um, so I, I had the kind of frame he had, just tall and thin. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I wanted to play. And I remember come, going into school and trying out for the school football team. Mm. And I remember that the, the teacher is like an old white guy and he was like oh um, where do you play and I was like I can't play like centre mid mm. he's like nah nah you play up top 
That was like, no, nah, I've never played up top. Yeah, they used to do that. He's like, like, yeah. it's like, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're tall, you're black, you're fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just just strong. He's like, play up, play up top. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a go, mm. but I'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if you're fast and black, they'll just say, we'll, we'll kick the ball down to you, yeah. just run after it. That's what you yeah. did. Because yeah. yeah. you had no football talent. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> Straight, bro. And you was up front. Straight. But I used just, to score goals. So that's all that mattered. Toe punt it around and run down. Terrible technique. But do you know what the thing is? It worked and it didn't work at the same time. So because I was a defensive player and they just slapped me up top mm. I was just doing defensive work up top yeah, so you just but all of that shooting you just that collecting my, shins work my bag work my bag yeah. my team thought I was shit for ages yeah. they're like, oh, you're, like you get goals but like you don't get because you know the yeah. thing is even so we, we were wiping the league yeah. Yeah. away yeah. because I'll be real bear man we had in our team were double my age mm. like I remember I called one out and I thought he was going to kill me one time because <laughs> he's like yo you're oh, fucking, listen, cage, that's listen cool. you're fucking up my base right now like <laughs> type thing um, so yeah so we had big big men like four, like we're 13 14 man mm. with bids like you mm. like, bids like you bro Bids, I can't still grow. Like they, they had that at 13, 14. So we had a team that could wipe up anyone. So we'd win games mm. like 10-2 every, every game. But I'd get like one goal in there, but the other striker got six. Yeah, so it's not, so it's it's like, not making you look very yeah, good. So yeah. I, I look pie. Yeah. So even with me, it's kind of making me think, oh, like, maybe I'm rubbish at football. Mm. Because what I took from that is, and even back then, I didn't see it as my man has stereotyped me as fast, strong black guy put him there in my head I thought well he's old old guy he's head of sports or whatever he knows mm. more about football than, than I do yeah if so he's you... telling me I'm a striker mm. I'm a striker I'm just a shit striker mm. yeah so there'll be certain times I wouldn't really go to the games or if I'm being honest I'm going to the games I'm the goon in the team <laughs> so if something's kind of looking a bit iffy heated mm. yeah I'm just like ready to get involved what's, what's yeah what's going on because I'm mm. now trying to find a purpose in the team yeah I'm not fulfilling it football wise, so I'm like, okay, let me just do what I keep doing. Yeah. Um, back in school, so mm. yeah, so it's a kind of a long way to answer your question. Definitely, um, energies misaligned at mm. the time. I was putting things into the wrong places. Mm. Even mm. if I look at what I was doing academically, mm. I wasn't really doing much. Oh, yeah. Um, nah, nah. And the thing is, it was always the same hotel that I get from teachers, mm. which would be things like when it came to like parents even. Mm. It'll, they'll be saying things like, you know, your, your son's really smart. Oh, um, okay, yeah. But he just doesn't apply Plant himself. Plant enough, yeah. 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 Um, so you, you had, you knew what it was, but you were just like, I can't be bothered, so you just disengaged. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think I'm quite a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just never applied myself. Yeah, so most, yeah, most in people sco- do, In yeah. school, I probably spent maybe 10% of my time learning. Mm. The rest was trying not, to learn. to learn yeah everything um, doing you can do, anything yeah. i could do to not learn and then i think as well it probably depended on who the teacher was yeah so yeah. if you were a cool teacher i might give you a bit of leeway i'll be like <laughs> you know what i'll give you the privilege of being good in your class yeah yeah, like, yeah. but that's that's how i saw it yeah yeah like, same I'm, I'm not i'm doing, in control yeah, yeah i'm in control yeah yeah and i'm doing you a favor yeah yeah by letting you teach the rest of the kids. Yeah, yeah. Instead of causing havoc with yeah. other teachers that you know you yeah. don't get on with. Or, yeah. yeah. Whereas mm. some other teachers I just didn't like and they didn't like me. Mm. I was like, you know what? Walk in, they'll just send you out. I'm ruining your day today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that was my energy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Um, and I did. I probably didn't learn or like academically learn until I went into college. Because um, I think college was when my, my mind was starting to change a little bit, but I was still had them tendencies doing, to doing a bit of doing a bit yeah. of both. Mm. Um, yeah, most definitely. Kind of probably fast forwarding from that a little bit. Mm. 
Um, yeah, because there was a shift at some point where I thought it was just probably a decision of logic, mm. mainly where I thought, okay, cool, had a good run, mm. or probably good's not the right word. I've had a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've had your fun. Yeah, but if we're if we're really deep in it, I'm now coming to an age where mm. it's not seen. What I'm doing is not seen as juvenile, or even mm. now it's not juvenile. Yeah, yeah. Being, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. But if I if I get caught, and I go to court. Mm, think things look very very different yeah ramifications are yeah. yeah and i think there was um i think there was probably one or two times mm. when i was 15 16 where i almost went to jail mm. but i was very very lucky mm. that i didn't and i think that was probably a bit of the catalyst of that started yeah do you know what next time you won't be so lucky yeah but next yeah. time you'll be older as well yeah so it won't be like youth offending or anything. Yeah, it'll like be that. a big man jail yeah. punishment. It'll, it'll be a big man jail, yeah. or you'll get a sentence where you go youth offending, but then afterwards you go yeah. you go big man jail. jail yeah, way, yeah. So start thinking about what you're doing. Consequences are yeah, a lot worse yeah. now. Like yeah. I just started thinking of consequences more, mm. and I think the one thing that started dissipating a bit as well was my invincibility complex. Okay. So how old is you at this time, and you that like, your invincibility complex right now? Like you start, you started to realize you were. Or for me, there was a certain age where I started to realize. Now I think it was at eighteen. It was like okay, they call you an adult, but now if someone puts their hands on you in high school, you can call your friends, call your brother. Mm. But if you're eighteen, nineteen is ma- it's you, man to man. Yeah, it's yeah, man it's, to man. It's so not, it's not. if a man comes to you now, you have to know. There's there's certain games you don't play with certain people now yeah. at certain ages. So mm. when was that sort of? When did you come to that realization? Like, look, you said that the consequences are going to be different, but when did you? I think you used the term, you realised you was mortal, is that what you said? Yeah, my, my invincibility, invincibility yeah. it just went away. Do you know what it was? Even though in college I was trying to change my mindset, I got into something just before starting mm. that took up two years wow. of my life mm. where a man are running up in college for me, looking for me, saying, where's da-da-da? People, people don't know me as that. They just know me as oh, something else, as, something else, <laughs> as, as, as Joey. So they're yeah. saying, oh, What's that name? <laughs> who's like who's this guy? Yeah, Where yeah. Man come from? Who's this guy? And I remember going, yeah, that's me, you know. And then because again, depending on what type of version you might see of me, mm. you will think I'm one thing and not the other. Yeah. So to them, because I'm like I'm in college, I want to knuckle down, mm-hmm. keep my head down. They just saw me as a neaky black guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when they're like, "What man are coming for you with what this that? What's going on?" Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, man, done X Y Z the other day." They're like, "You don't what?" It's like, mm. yeah, it's just shit's cracking. Yeah. But they don't believe that I can do that because, mm. again, I was trying to shift a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I had all of this going on. I'm, I'm guessing that's partly because, like you said, you're knuckling down in college, focusing, so they're seeing a... Well, they haven't seen the old you. Mm. And plus, where you're studying, you're not fitting the stereotype of necessarily messing around in college or messing around in school to be doing the stuff outside of school it's almost like you can't be educated and still be almost on the roads at the same period of time yeah no most definitely and i think where do you know it's before the invincibility complex it was consequences that Mm. i started thinking about more if i'm being honest Mm -hmm. so i remember it was just all this you know how beef normally is tit for tat tit for tat Mm -hmm. tit for tat but at at some point them looking for me Mm -hmm. Um, they ended up stabbing my friend who didn't really have much to do Mm -hmm. with everything that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I felt a type of way about it and I felt even more responsible Mm -hmm. because I'm now having people... Around um, you, affected by your your decisions. Absolutely. So I remember I felt as though 
okay, I now got to start. Do- I got to be doing more. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm thinking of this like it's a job. Doing more as in which as side? In, doing more as in like, I need to be putting in more work. Oh, like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm not whatever I'm doing is not enough. Oh wow! Like, and that's how that's what my mindset was like. Mm-hmm. Like I just I need to up the I need to up my hours. <laughs> I to, I'm looking at it like I need to do overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, the next day mm. I saw one of the guys that had done it, mm. and we almost got it cracking, mm-hmm. but didn't transpire mm-hmm. at that point. And then I remember kind of talking to my, one of my boys about it. And then he, the one thing he asked me was like, yo, how long do you want this beef to last? And I was mm. like, well, I don't want it to last. He's like, well, can we go there's dead them then? And then when I thought about it, I was like, well, for logic's sake. It makes sense. Man's, man's just beefing for beefing's sake. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to, like, if man starts dropping people, well, maybe that will make it go away. Mm. And for probably two or three days, I had it in my head like, right, the next glide we go on, someone's going down. Mm. But it wasn't until I was, I was talking to one of them, when I say, like, he's man them, mm. but didn't really talk to him much. Mm. Like, he was just on his football thing. Yeah. And if he ever listened to I don't even know if he'll remember this, mm. but we kind of had a conversation about it where, like, he had enough, no involvement in, in the beef or anything, but he was talking to me about it and he was talking to me about consequences. Mm-hmm. And what what life will look like mm-hmm. after you do that? Yeah. And some of the things he was talking about is, you know, like you might think you got in the way with it, mm. but imagine like ten years later, yeah. you just get bagged. Yeah, yeah. And then if you think about what you got bagged for, like ultimately, you think it'll be worth it. For example, mm. if you I don't know, um, you have kids by then, house, and then, and yeah. then you're getting snatched away from them, and. For example, your missus got like, what's, what's going on? Like, what's all this? You, you probably won't even know years. yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even know why I'm being, or I might know, and I'm like, oh. It, could, it, it, was, is it that? Could it, it be that? With me. Yeah. yeah. And I, from, yeah. for all I know, it could be like a parking ticket. Yeah. yeah. I'm bugging out. I'm spilling beans now. Like, oh, I knew you guys would get me. These dastardly kids. I would have got away with it. You know? Um. So he's like, do you want to live your life like that? Mm. And then what he was also saying is, like, you're not even doing it for any money. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you go, so imagine you go bin, mm. and you're in there for like life. You can't even say, ah, oh, but at least I hit the belly. Mm. You didn't. Or, at yeah. least I had the belly for mm. this. Mm. Like, what do you do it for? Like, over something that started stupidly, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now all that's on the line is the eagles. Mm. And I thought about, it, I was like, well, that's actually true. Yeah. And it made me think. You know what? It's not for that's, you. It's just, just left it. Just yeah. left it. And I think after that. Very shortly after that, I think um, I, I just totally left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going to the invincibility complex bit, um, someone that I knew kind of back then, mm-hmm. um, not too closely, but they were someone who I looked at as like, if I'm an immovable force or mm-hmm. a movable force, then they're the unstoppable object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then they, they, got, they got murdered. Wow. And that like was like a pin to a balloon. Mm-hmm. Where I kind of thought, well, it is possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's possible, it's possible, mm-hmm. and especially I think before then there were instances where, for example, people might try and stab me or what. what things have happened in mm-hmm. the past, but nothing's happened at the same time, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's what really built up my invincibility. But then once that happened, it just went, mm. and it just disappeared. So how, um, just taking back a step, how difficult or easy was it for you to just completely say, "I'm done with this life now"? Like, was it 
a, a six month process? Was it something you just said, you know, I'm cutting them people off. I'm not going to go and chill with them. Like how easy was it for you to just leave that life behind? Very difficult. Um, because after that, I tried, I went down kind of the legal route, trying to make legal money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into, I was a PT for a bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't really work out. Um, in honesty, I was probably too young um, to become a PT and be self-employed and have responsibility, etc. Mm-hmm. So I was I was unemployed for probably about six to nine months, um, just trying to find work, mm-hmm. anything I can do. But bearing in mind, the only experience I have was being a PT for like six months. So that was my first job. Yeah. Um, so I got to a point where I was like trying to get, excuse me, anything that I could. Mm-hmm. But during that time. I made a conscious decision to not see the mandem mm-hmm. for as long as I could because mm-hmm. I knew if I saw them and I see what they're doing, mm. they say, oh, bring me in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, And they'll bust me. Like, no, no, no. I'm going to do the job, the work thing, but I'm still looking. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I went ghost. There's probably certain men who that I'll consider them as brothers mm-hmm. They probably didn't see me for at least 12 months yeah. and we might live two roads away. So you have to change your environment first. Yeah, because I still lived in my environment, mm-hmm. but I wanted to leave my environment at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and actively not, avoided yeah, them, yeah. And not like physically leave it, but mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to do that, I knew I couldn't, I, I knew I needed something mm-hmm. to like hold on to yeah. um, before I go back. Yeah. So I knew, okay, I need to have some form of work and have a pattern going. Yeah, so yeah. at least I can I can see when I've got regular money coming in. Yeah. Like whatever you man are doing is cool, but like it's fast. Mm-hmm. Um, needed but, a habit and schedule yeah but yeah. whereas where I had nothing mm-hmm. it's like I can't go to them with nothing yeah because then I want something yeah Um. so that was the the most difficult bit but but I'll tell you what was more difficult was being in them spaces when I finally got in there and realising how different I was mm. because um, growing up I only really spoke to people that looked looked like me spoke like me or thought like me mm-hmm. um, and it or if they didn't think like me, they looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, so they knew what I, like, they understood what I thought like. And yeah, yeah, like yeah. Things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so there was always um, not many degrees of separation between mm-hmm. the peop- me and the people that I knew growing up. But when I started my first office job, mm. like one of the only black people there. Culture shock. Cu- culture shock. <laughs> it's like I got hit with a shotgun. Mm. Beanbag to the head, man. <laughs> um because I really realised I didn't know how to talk to anyone. Yeah. Was this at about, what, 21, 19? What, what age were you, where were you now? I was 19, 20. Because mm. I, I started an apprenticeship. Yeah. And it was a job I weren't even supposed to have because I had a record. And it was, um, I won't say what the thing was because I get someone in trouble, but it was a charity. Yeah. Um, is what I'll say. But one of the things they said is, <sighs> he's working in the back end. So he's not going to be with the kids. Yeah, yeah. Let's just take him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they gave me that chance. And if I didn't get that job, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah, because yeah. it allowed me to be somewhere for mm-hmm. an amount of time before my record could be spent. Mm-hmm. And then I could start looking at, okay, I like this professional world to mm-hmm. some degree. Yeah. Let me further myself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so big up yourself, person who helped me and got mm-hmm. me that job. Because genuinely, they changed my life. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes when we talk about, so I'm jumping a lot here, but when we talk about things like um, underrepresented groups, mm-hmm. um, whether it's uh, gender, race, etc., mm-hmm. we always talk about allies. Mm-hmm. And when people think of allies, they think of 
works. Like you have to be Superman to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All my man done was just gave me a job, mm-hmm. and he changed my life for the better. Yeah. Um. So that was big. But yeah. um. Yeah. So going back to some of the difficulties that I was having mm-hmm. when I kind of started there, I just didn't know how to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just didn't say anything. Oh, I re- I barely spoke to people. Mm-hmm. Um. Just when I really needed to. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and. I remember thinking, oh, this is long. Like, I can't survive. Like, this is boring. Yeah. Because yeah, I think the only yeah. people I could talk to that wasn't even in my department yeah. was this one guy yeah. who, um, who was a big football fan. Yeah. So I could only talk to him about football and yeah. nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other people, but they were like other end of the office. Mm-hmm. I could maybe talk to him about football, but things that would go on in our culture, our world, mm-hmm. I had no one. So mm-hmm. I had to wait until after work to chat to the random <laughs> about it or something. Yeah. So I was yeah. just bored. But yeah. then it got to a point that now nah, I need to come out of my comfort zone, start mm-hmm. building bridges. Like what the people in what networking, I need to be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um and I remember one time I was in the canteen and I was with this I was with this um uh English girl, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, I've I've always played football. So I've always played Sunday league and that. So I know how like the white lads in that talk. Mm. So I'll, I'll just kind of mimic that a bit. So I think um, at some point, like, I was watching the TV and I just went, oh, that guy's such a cunt, isn't it? Oh, and then she just looked at me, she went, don't ever say that word to me again. That's disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> whoa, what's wrong with that word? She's just like, it's just vile. Mm. And I was like, but... They say it. You guys use all the touch. But I, I didn't say that, but I was thinking, well, you guys, I do wrong here mm. but and that was me kind of thinking you know what I'm going back to my comfort zone who, yeah, it's yeah. safe man mm. like let, let me if you don't say anything no one can no one will think you're done man um, but then kind of realising that it, you can't get anywhere far in those professional settings without being able to build those relationships no. yeah, you have to um, speak to people yeah and I think personally I think that's where a lot of um a lot of ethnic minorities can go wrong. Mm. Um, it is a double-edged sword because you don't feel as though you can bring your whole self to work. Yeah. So you don't. So you do the whole I'll clock in, clock out, but then it can impact you in other areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, progression, um, moving yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's it's a shit double-edged sword, but it does exist. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that, that was some of the, the definite difficulties that I had mm. in the beginning of work. Um, but then yeah, it's got better and better at it. Just mm. kind of what did you do? Did you start? Did you start going to like social events? Did you start maybe going instead of having lunch on your own, starting mixing with other people? Like how for mm. people out there who are, let's say, from an ethnic minority or someone they're not very outgoing, mm. how would you advise them to kind of break that wheel and get into the a different circle in the workplace? Yeah, so that's that's a hard one to answer, um, just because I think. Where I was, I was kind of lucky in a way because cause I was in, in the IT department. Mm-hmm. Um, stereotypically, a lot of nerdy men are in there. Yeah. So I had, so I started realizing actually I got people I can bounce off here, mm-hmm. off um, with certain things. Mm-hmm. So like, oh what, is that a Dragon Ball Z T-shirt? Mm. Hey, what? Mm. Hey, you're, go on. Tip, yeah. Yeah, 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 typical so, man topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, just, just sticking to your to bread and butter topics to, that, yeah, I, that yeah. I knew um, <coughs> I can, you know. Mm. Um, so just talking to to people about the anime, things like computer games, mm. things like that, um, and then 
that just kind of helped open things up for me a little more bit. More doors, more doors. Um, so yeah. I think, I suppose the one thing I'd probably tell people is if you have a, a common denominator, just use it. Use it, yeah. Um, but don't solely rely on it, you know, so no one wants to, I don't know, for example, be like, yo, you know that guy from finance? Mm. Whenever I talk, see him, he only, only talks about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like, there's only so many episodes you can talk about. Mm. Like, it's long. We've been doing this for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a starting block, mm. but... Build on it. Build on it. It's it's not the be all and end all. Yeah. Um, like, don't be a one-trick pony, for mm. example. Um, so that that's just something that helped me yeah. um, um, a lot. And, so, just, and just trying to put myself out there to say, what, social, what, pubs, I'm, I'm there. Mm. I'm, I'm there. Mm. What, beer? No, I won't drink that, but I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Yeah. yeah so how did based on your background mm. um and your experiences how has it shaped you into what you're doing currently and tell us a bit about what you're doing currently with the youth work yeah so i um so yeah mental mm-hmm. um teenage boys predominantly mm-hmm. but we also have preteen boys there Womanhood, the womanhood space as well mm-hmm. um and also the parenthood space okay. um but i focus mostly on mostly on, mm-hmm. on the teens and it's something I, I kind of always wanted to get into mm-hmm. because I think uh, I was very aware of from a very early on how your environment can really really shape you mm-hmm. um, and I think unfortunately as a parent there's only so much that you can do mm-hmm. um, you try your best to instill your your principles and the values in your kids mm-hmm. but you don't always have them all day every day mm-hmm. So certain other influences seep in, yeah. whether it's a bad classmate, yeah. an older mm-hmm. in the in the ends, cousin, mm. like it can be anyone, mm. and I I don't think people like truly understand sometimes like how um powerful that can be. Mm-hmm. So sometimes parents will get a bad rep, bad rap for it. For example, so mm-hmm. like, oh like oh my kid will never do this or do that. Mm. Yeah. But do you know what? Like our mantra is. It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. So it's not only it's just on mum yeah. or just on dad or both of them. It's what are, for example, what's the community doing with the kid? Yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> and because like a real powerful thing. I remember when I went back home for the first time when I was 12. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the first time I felt that village responsibility mm-hmm. where I remember because I've spent like a month or two out there. Mm-hmm. And my uncle, so at first we, we, we was in this old spot, mm-hmm. but he was building two houses mm-hmm. because he bought land, etc. So we went there and I spent most of my time there. And he was just like, yeah, if you want to go for a walk or something, like, do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, no, I don't know. Nah, I, listen, but in my head mm-hmm. back then, as all I've ever known or seen of Africa mm. was what was pumped out to me. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I, I might not come back. I'm not on it. Mm. Um, but he's like, no, nah, no, nah, listen, you're good here. Mm. You're good. As long as you don't go past a certain boundary, mm-hmm. everyone knows you. Yeah. You're good. Everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, knows. Everyone, yeah. everyone knows you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. So the word mean, is out that yeah. he's someone's coming from yeah, another country. Yeah. 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 So I remember I'd go, I'd go, I'd go out every day mm. and just ra- people would randomly stop me um, and say, are you so-and-so's nephew? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're the, the, the London boy. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, They're teaching me words. I've never met these people at all mm. or whatever. But yeah, I felt like I was in a village that was looking after me. Yeah. And that's just the same approach that we want to take. Mm. It's not all solely on the parents um, to instill those values. Mm-hmm. We need it from other places as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I think something powerful that 
um, one of the parents said was your kids will only listen to you for so long until it just becomes noise yeah, yeah. and yeah. sometimes you just need a different voice to say the exact same thing yeah I've heard that I've heard um, that yep. and it's true and that's what we try and offer sometimes mm-hmm. you know I, I feel as though I'm someone that has a very lived experience mm-hmm. and that's just what we try and put out yeah. um, to them To so like our main aim mm-hmm. is to just transition them from adolescence mm-hmm. to adulthood yeah focusing um helping to cope with the struggles that come along with it from adolescence to adulthood yeah so and not only just the struggles but also learning how to how to celebrate themselves and empower themselves because i think some of the things that i hear from them is Mm. quite it's quite upsetting to hear sometimes for example we we um we done a debate a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and when so when I say upsetting, it's not like I'm upset with them. Mm-hmm. It's it it just shows you what at a young age what they understand so yeah. young. Um, so yeah, we done like a debate and the, the what was the question? It was um cool. So take your your, your Marvel, your DC superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's put it on its head. Mm-hmm. Let's say they they're all, they're black. Mm-hmm. They grew up um in London. Mm-hmm. They go to your class. Um, do you think that they will still be the superheroes that they were meant to be, mm-hmm. or would today's society, as you know it, corrupt, corrupt them? And pretty much all of them are like corrupt, 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 corrupt. Like they'll be doing the mad thing. Mm-hmm. And then when we was kind of because we obviously we had to put them in different teams for and against, and mm-hmm. even the guys that were saying nah, like Spider Man will still be the same because mm-hmm. of Uncle Ben's lesson, mm-hmm. um, they were like. Yeah, I can make that argument, but I don't believe it. Listen, he'd be on a mad one. Mm. Yeah. And then when you hear some of the things they say, they're like, like one kid actually said something that was that almost locked off the debate. He was like, "How what? How he justified it, or how was she justified? How he justified? How yeah. how he justified it? Because yeah. he was like, how how can Spider Man Spider Man if he's getting stopped and searched all the time? Mm. And after one stop and search, they're like, yo, what's your backpack? Are you Spider Man? <laughs> like the game's done. Oh, yeah. And it was just yeah. like. Yeah, well, it's, it's true, true. Yeah. yeah but it's true but also listening to them in terms of already knowing how they're treated so differently yeah. compared to their other counterparts they're very much aware yeah yeah, yeah. and it's it's that part that mm. that is quite sad to to hear sometimes mm. yeah. um so there's like a lot of empowerment and also unfortunately lessons you have to teach them mm-hmm. because we know you're going to get stopped to search more than your white counterparts in your mm-hmm. class unfortunately mm-hmm. so we need to teach you how to deal your with your rights. Yeah, mm-hmm. how to you say know, what you're entitled. Yeah. yeah, like, do you know the difference between a stop and question and a stop and search, mm-hmm. for example? Because they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something you need to ascertain before mm-hmm. knowing what how, avenue to go down yeah, next. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, kind of, and I even feel bad for having to teach them this, but yeah. I have to. Yeah, it's and, their reality. Yeah, yeah. it's their reality. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's, that's what I've been getting involved in the last two years maybe mm-hmm. yeah yeah and how have you in how have you been able to find that because i'm assuming that work can be kind of difficult to sort of detach yourself from being at work and then being you your own sort of person because you can very much you can probably what it sounds like you can see yourself in the children or in the, the youngsters so how do you detach yourself from situations when they tell you look this is what i'm going through how do you because there's like a situation they may encounter on the road how do you tell them look don't do that sort of thing how and then how do you when it's a heavy situation, how do you say, you know what, how do you, yeah, how do you emotionally detach from situations like that when it's real situations? It's a very difficult thing to do because mm. um, someone asked me that who's um, looking to like get into mentoring. Mm. Um, the, the one thing that I said is as long as you remember that you're not a hero and you're, you're a mentor, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. 
Okay. I was told that, that was a bit of a white lie. Because mm. um, mm. I, I know I'm not a hero. Mm. I'm a mentor. But sometimes you hear things and, like, yeah, it, it can get to you. Because sometimes you think, wow, school hasn't changed. Mm. Like mm. that. Same, same fuck that's happened to me is happening to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, or in terms of, like, how the police treat them. Mm. Or just anyone else. It can get to you sometimes. Especially when you, you for example, you hear, like, the progress mm-hmm. being made within your isolated sessions. Mm-hmm. But then when you catch up with them next week, um, it's not going back to square one, but they have reacted instead of responding mm-hmm. to a situation like you might have coached them how to. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's it's a learning curve and it's a process. You don't expect them to get it like that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those can be like a little bit different yeah. as well. Um, cause essentially because you're just worried about their safety because it's a fine balance between I know I'm not a hero. Um, a lot of what I'm doing is coaching and mentoring you to get to that space yeah. but then it's really difficult to do that when there's potential danger and you just want to you know fireman carry and run them to the safe space yeah. but a lot of it it has to be from their own part as well so yeah I probably I try and detach I don't know how well I do it mm. if I'm being honest but I think as well because I'm so busy <laughs> I normally have to bounce from one thing to the other yeah. um, I, in honestly I think that probably helps me a bit as well with compartmentalizing a little bit how, how do you find the uh, teenagers behaviors from when they first start with you to when they they're stepping off point how do you find that they develop or some of them maybe don't the way you'd like them to um, I'd say they, they pretty much all develops remarkably um, especially when you consider that I've not really had any physical time with them for over a year because of COVID yeah and probably a big challenge has been trying to have that same level of engagement on Zoom, Zoom yeah. which is really difficult. Like, fair play to to, to, the, to the young masters; they've been absolutely brilliant at it, mm. and yeah, definitely seen a big change in them. And also, I suppose hearing their feedback as well in terms of like, mm-hmm. do you even rate what we're doing? Um, do you get anything out? Like, what do you get out of it? Mm-hmm. And I suppose hearing like the testimony from them, such mm-hmm. as, ah, oh, like I love the brotherly love, camaraderie, mm-hmm. like the time we spend together, like it's a man space, like mm-hmm. things like that. You hear and you're like, yes, it's working. I feel like I'm, yeah, we're doing something. Mm-hmm. It's it's we're slowly building building um, blocks. Yeah, yeah. As we're sort of a, a book podcast, how do you do you implement books? Um, and how do you find what sort of books has maybe shaped you into? Because now you're in sort of a mental space. Mm. Are there books that you maybe recommend to the the younger ones growing up, or books that you say may have shaped you or helped you? Even if you've read a page or you just heard a yeah, you know everyone talks about like Forty Eight Laws of Power and Rich Dad Poor Dad and yeah. those sort of yeah, most definitely. So I. Because I don't read like a lot of motivational books, for example. Okay. So, um, so we actually did do um, a session on Rich Dad Poor Dad, but mm-hmm. it was led by someone else. Um, so a lot of probably a lot of a lot of the books that I read, if I'm being honest, is fiction. Mm-hmm. I bounce between fiction and non-fiction, mm-hmm. but when I'm in that non-fiction space, it's mm-hmm. normally something that I feel I need to know more of that, okay. that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll give you one example of a book that I'm still reading mm-hmm. that I've not finished and I feel like a waste man for mm-hmm. a long time but it's oh, it's called The Great War for Civilization um, okay. it's a really good book it's, um, it's written by the late Robert Fisk um, mm-hmm. passed away last year but essentially 
I just felt as though we got to a space mm-hmm. very easily where Islamophobia is very casual mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just very embedded in the media and whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But I felt as though I just didn't really understand kind of the journey of how we got there. Mm-hmm. So what that book looks at is, for example, foreign intervention mm-hmm. in, the, in the Middle East over the past hundred years. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, that's something I used to know about, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. reading about a lot of that has been quite, quite eye-opening. Yeah. Um, but like another book, for example, that I need to pick up is The Art of War. Okay, I yeah. purchased um, that last month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. yeah. yeah, so I got that delivered four or five days ago because <laughs> um, it's something that we want to try and instill in mm-hmm. the young ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm running a... A workshop on mm-hmm. the art of war. So I thought you gotta read the book. I got, I got to read, <laughs> read it. it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking like a bozo out here. Yeah. Um, with YouTube tutorials mm-hmm. on on the book. So yeah, read that and then obviously try and deliver it. So we, there's many many lessons in books. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I don't know Harry Potter mm-hmm. or the art of war. Yeah. Um, and we do try and instill that with the kids as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, not only books. We use comics a lot. Because I think when you look at superheroes Mm -hmm. or villains as well, Mm -hmm. or just misunderstood people, there's a lot to be learned there. So one example was we borrowed from Black Panther Mm -hmm. quite recently. Um, And the reason for that is we looked at Eric Killmonger and looked at, how does the saying go? The child who doesn't feel the, the village's warmth will come back. And burn down the village. Burn down the village, yeah. To to, to feel its warmth. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that is probably the perfect example of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So, kind of, what we borrowed from that is looking at how to deal with stress, Mm -hmm. but linking it into that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we do use, whether it's literary figures from books, Mm -hmm. movies, Mm -hmm. comics, like, we try and borrow everything that we can Mm -hmm. um, to try and bring the lesson to life. Yeah, that's sharp, that's sharp. I like that. I like that. So, yeah, where can, how do, what's the, is, are you allowed to say the name of your project or your, um, for listeners, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to too much deal on that. I'm, uh, I try to keep myself anonymous on, <laughs> on, on the, on the net. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go into it. I'll go into it. So, essentially, I think probably for a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, George Floyd's murder mm-hmm. um, changed a lot for a lot of people and it mm-hmm. definitely did for me. And I remember kind of at my workplace, our CEO lives in America, right? Mm-hmm. And he released a video um, of him and his family protesting at BLM marches. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, I love that. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, after watching the video, I remember. I also remember thinking, okay, but what, like, you told me what you're doing, mm-hmm. like, you and your family, mm-hmm. like, you're doing big things, but what, like, we doing as, as a company? company yeah. Um, and I don't mean things like throwing a check at something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... Grassroots from the ground up. Yeah, because I think the only difference between what happened to George Floyd and what happened to countless other people mm-hmm. who have been murdered by police is people had more time to observe it. Yeah, yeah. COVID, long time. Yeah. Yeah. COVID they, arrested them at their homes. Yeah, yeah, they just had more time to, to take notice and mm. actually listen to what we've been saying for a long time. And you've got the video footage mm. and it's, it's, it's very hard to watch mm. and to still go and find an excuse or find a reason for how George Floyd could have been guilty is is mm. absolutely it's, and it's a thing where no one well not many people were too busy to pay attention to it yeah mm. because it was everywhere it was everywhere yeah. and no one had the same hustle and bustle and commute to mm. go to to drown away from it or drown it out it mm. was we was forced to see it everywhere Facebook face, Twitter, yeah. Instagram yeah you couldn't so, hide from it to uh, I want to sound like an opportunist because this is bad, but 
I felt as though we had to seize on the opportunity mm-hmm. because there were people who didn't really see what we what we were trying to say mm-hmm. or even believe us who had their eyes open and their ears open and were willing to listen and, and, and watch things. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember thinking, okay, how do we latch onto this? Mm-hmm. So I remember there was a, probably a, a couple of us who caught up with our diversity diversity and inclusion manager mm-hmm. and just said, yo, I'll go on, what's happening? What are we saying? <laughs> and she was like, hey guys, whoa, I'm new. <laughs> so was always going to do this in the first place. Mm. But seeing how you guys have come to me, it helps because mm-hmm. with these networks, they're employee led. Mm-hmm. So we need boots on the ground essentially yeah. to help with it. Yeah. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from there, um, I mean, in all honesty, I didn't, because I, I co-lead it now, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't want to. Um, and it was never my intention. I just wanted to get the ball rolling mm-hmm. and then just be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, like I was ready to, to be a foot, sh- foot yeah. soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, just go out, do do like network errands, whatever it is, just lowly stuff. I didn't picture myself having to um, do strategic planning um, or any decision making or think about writing policy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the beginning, I was just booking the meetings. Like, right guys, let's catch up next week and talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I think from that, people, you can say people either saw it or misconstrued it. It's, mm-hmm. it however they see it, but they just saw it as leadership. Mm-hmm. And when it came to, okay, who's coming to, we have a, we need a committee and we need people in certain positions. Mm-hmm. People start throwing yeah, your, your names in the ring. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Yeah, should I like, Mm. I feel like I have to because everyone looks at me as though I am. Yeah. But then, what if I don't? Then no one else does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I, and then I, then I have to. Then I just look like a chump mm-hmm. type of thing. But then I remember one of my colleagues kind of reached out to me privately and was like, "Please, mm. please put your name for that role." So I did. Um, and so she, and so she, so she, well, sorry, so did she. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, we've we've been kind of going ever since, trying to build it up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do with it, so for, for the people that listen, that are nine to five heads, this will make a lot of sense to you, I hope. Mm-hmm. So for our company, we want to tackle four main areas. Mm-hmm. So the first bit is career, mm-hmm. um, from a racial equity point of view, I should say. Mm-hmm. So what we initially want to look at is, okay, what type of talent are we attracting? Mm-hmm. Um, are we working through a diverse pipe talent pipeline are we always looking at the best and the brightest or are we looking at what we want to look at yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah so that's that's the first thing but then also it's not it's not good enough to have both of you mm-hmm. as, as black men in the company what are we doing with you when you're here mm-hmm. okay so are we are we actually building up your skill set mm-hmm. are we trying our best to retain you mm-hmm. because essentially you hire people to retain them yes yeah. it's, it's yeah. easier than having to hire them again yeah but are we doing that with everyone? Mm-hmm. Does everyone have the same uh, career opportunities as the next person? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one area that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. The second is the culture within the within the company. Mm-hmm. So can do people feel as though they can bring their whole selves to work? Or mm-hmm. definitely someone yeah. else. Yeah. Do, do you feel that you could comfortably grow an afro at work mm-hmm. without any grief? Mm-hmm. Do, do you think you can have dreadlocks mm-hmm. at work without any grief? Mm-hmm. Do I think I can eat Aki and saltfish at work yeah, without someone talking about scrambled eggs and this, that, like, <laughs> it's, it's long. Are we able to have fish Fridays, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's all about, can we bring, can you bring your whole self to work? But mm-hmm. also, 
let's create a platform where people can share their stories. Mm-hmm. So it's not all it's not all about struggle, struggle, struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, because I know as a black man, my life ain't all about struggle. No, like, it's not. My life's kind of lit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. And that's some of the things that I want to share as well. Yeah. And I'm sure many other people want to share. Yeah. Um, to just really understand things. Because mm-hmm. I think the, the one thing I probably kind of noticed with what after what happened to George Floyd was my mindset changed mm-hmm. about how I viewed people that were predominantly white people, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I just assumed that if you said some racist shit, you're just racist. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just you. Mm-hmm. But I think what I really realised is it's not um, fully that. What we have to realise is, mm-hmm. one, how conditioned we are mm-hmm. because we live in a white supremacist society. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I had a point and I totally forgot it. <laughs> I was going to land on a major point and I forgot it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, but yeah, my, my mindset did change with that. I will remember why in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, sorry, I remember now. It's mm-hmm. just people. It's just that we speak different languages, um, and what I mean by that is, I had to think about what would happen if one day I just lived in Japan. Mm-hmm. I'd get so many things wrong. I'd insult people mm-hmm. without knowing I am mm-hmm. because I just don't know any better. Yeah. But if we share experiences, etc., mm-hmm. I might get there quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just all it is for many people and that's why I wanted to use the increase in time that mm-hmm. people had with the lockdown etc to really try and build this up mm-hmm. and really try and share those stories etc so mm-hmm. people understand oh I'm just not getting you mm-hmm. um, yeah. I didn't know this for mm-hmm. example um, and so with the other two kind of sections we have community mm-hmm. so as uh, as a business what footprint are we leaving in our community are there local schools colleges that we can work with mm-hmm. to help with their social mobility yeah um and the last is commerce so we sell a product mm-hmm. um a product i cannot tell you guys yeah <laughs> for anon- anonymity reasons mm-hmm. but we sell a product and it's a global product mm-hmm. so what we need to think about is okay cool can we sell the same product in america mm-hmm. in the middle east mm-hmm. and it will land mm-hmm. Or sorry, with the promotional campaign around it, land um, in America, you can you can do and say certain things. Mm-hmm. You can have people drinking in a bar and advert, etc. Yeah, but that's we, not acceptable. Yeah, in, but will in, that translate in the Middle East yeah. or mm-hmm. somewhere else? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So, are we really thinking with a diverse hat on when okay. we think about the products that we push out? Yeah. Um, so those are like the four main areas um, that we try and work on within mm-hmm. our within our workplace. And I kind of me and one other person two other people that sit at the top of that with the um the culture and the understanding how do you find that that's going in your workplace because i i can assume that can be quite difficult getting someone from a different completely different background different socioeconomic background race religion Mm. getting them to understand you what will what's acceptable to say in the workplace outside the workplace but just in general what's acceptable what's going to offend you Mm. so i think um it's at the moment, I personally found the culture bit the easiest to do. Okay. Um, if I'm being honest, I think it's because one, there's there's just lots of things that are tied in to like cultural holidays, for example. Yeah. So, Black History Month is when we launched. Yeah. So, I had like a million ideas of what we could have done for Black History Month because I'm quite close to it. Mm-hmm. And like sharing culture, I don't find too too hard mm-hmm. um so for example we, we've done a couple of things for like black history month um and we actually had someone that gave us an idea um he val- he volunteered his grandparents um to talk to us um during holocaust memorial day mm-hmm. um where they shared 
their lived experience mm-hmm. um, during that time mm-hmm. um, and how how they survived, how some of their family members survived, but some didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off the back of that, we done like a Holocaust movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I should remember what it's called. I can't, mm-hmm. sorry. But I remember it's got Bill Pullman in it, if anyone can Google it and find out. No idea who that man is. Uh, Independence Day, the president. Uh, not, not Bill Pullman, so I got it wrong. Okay, scrap that. You might, <laughs> might have to cut that one out. Cut, might have to cut that out in the edit. Um, but yeah, so we've done a movie discussion and on that and kind of really asking some questions on what people think hmm. um, on a few things. So that's really helped in terms of, okay, for the cultural holidays, hmm. what can we do for that? Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I think what we what we did you not celebrate Kwanzaa? Do you know Do you know what? Oh, that was meant to be a joke, but because <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like if we didn't, it's a, it's a tick. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not expecting that. Yeah, no, do you know what it is? We tried to. So mm. we actually tried to do not like a Christmas thing, mm. but uh, a holiday season thing because okay. within December you have Kwanzaa, you have Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, Hanukkah. There's something like Yule is okay. is part of Christmas now, but it's something different. What's that? It's like it's, it's, it's like a Germanic holiday, but it's like tied into Christmas oh. now. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, but I only really figured these out because I'm part of the network mm. and I have to think with a bigger hat on mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, what are we doing for... Actually, no, it's not just Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing to celebrate like, all celebrations? So mm-hmm. that's when I kind of found that, wow, Yule is different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we were supposed to have like a full celebration of that, but a hiccup meant we had to skip it, mm-hmm. um, yeah. unfortunately. But this year, Kwanzaa is getting celebrated, don't worry. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that this works in your your workplace because it's quite diverse? I mean, you've got mm. people, do you, well, I should ask, in your workplace, you have people of different backgrounds? I think that if you was to ask any person well not any but a lot of people that work in office environments do you have a diverse workforce thing it's a very high level answer question the answer mm-hmm. will probably almost be yes and if i was probably to ask you is your workplace mine my diverse? workplace isn't really that diverse but the thing is you probably your first answer will probably be yeah but then if i went to you okay but if we start looking at management and senior management mm-hmm. are they diverse mm-hmm. that's where people start saying no, no yeah so normally at Entry, around entry level and just higher yeah, is where man. you get your real diversity mm-hmm. and I, I've seen that in most of the places that I've worked but it's one it's, it's when things like management senior management start start kicking in yeah. that's mm-hmm. when you really start seeing the gaps mm-hmm. um, between different ethnicities different genders sexual orientation whatever it may be mm-hmm. um, unfortunately there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done there to yeah, make, especially make in those areas diverse yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, what and what other projects do you have going, or is this your main sort of your main focus, or is there any other projects you have going on? Um, yeah. So those are like my main focuses, but another main focus as well is Man's podcast store. Mm-hmm. So, what's the name of that? Tell and, us a bit yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 I've got to plug that one in. <laughs> Realist debates. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, I'm I'm one half of that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Realist J as well. So yeah, just something that we started. Well, we started talking about it like last year, mm-hmm. doing all the planning, putting it in place, etc. But didn't I think we launched in like February? I want to say so mm-hmm. we're like four, three or four episodes in. Yeah. So yeah, that's also been another bit that's kind of taken up a big chunk. Yeah, definitely. So that's why it's it's that's what's been helping with the compartmentalization. Cause it's yeah, actually, yeah. Sometimes it's mentoring down. Right, podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes it's 
Well, I got a nine to five, you know. Jeez, <laughs> bad thing. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So yeah, it's always something keeping me busy, man. So oh, for the good, for man. the uh, for the listeners that yeah. haven't uh, tuned into your podcast, yeah. what's the uh, the handles? Yeah. Yeah, I got. Uh, do you know what? Because I, I don't want to get it wrong mm-hmm. and send people on a merry dance. I'm gonna actually Google, not Google, but look it up now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what sort of topics are you like? What's the what's the theme of the podcast? Are you like? Yeah, so the theme of it literally is we just feel as though we're two guys just speaking with our chest. Mm-hmm. And I think what what we realised is, because we, we were former housemates, mm-hmm. and the amount of times, like, I will come back, like, he'll will, he will see me on, like, a Friday mm-hmm. morning going to work, but then he won't see me till Saturday morning <laughs> and be like, yo, but what I want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yo. Let me let me make a bowl of cereal and tell you what what happened to man's day. Because mm. really and truly, I should have got home yesterday at seven after work. Yeah. But something happened, mm. and then we just found that yo, we're just sharing stories and just dying mm. at the kitchen table. And many many times we was kind of like, you know what, man, we should make a podcast. You know, yeah. people would want to hear some of these stories or some of the debates that we have, whether it's about football or dating, whatever it might be. Mm. And yeah, I think with um, COVID and the lockdowns, etc., mm-hmm. I think this is just—it's just been a, a business boom mm-hmm. for for everyone. Like mm-hmm. even before we recorded, I was telling you like, yo, my Instagram and that is just coming like an advertising page. Yeah, right now, like m- all of my mandem um, are doing something. Yeah, like everyone's got businesses mm-hmm. and like. Flowers to all of them. Madman proud for that. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's good. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's been a real big business boom mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people have realised bun nine to five. Yeah, I just got to do something. I can't, something I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm. This is long. Mm. And I think people have said, you know what? I've always liked knitting. Mm. I'm just going to start shotting some scarves. Yeah, yeah, why not? From there, people have liked them scarves mm. and it's just, it's just picked off. And yeah. now they, they, they got a business doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just pretty much the same for us. Yeah. Um, Shout it out though, because you. Didn't even yeah, it. I'm not even shouting out. Sorry, I'm just going into the full backstory. Sorry. So yeah, so Instagram, literally the Readers Debates mm-hmm. podcast. Cool. And you'll find us. Um, you'll find us on Spotify, most um podcast platforms, and also YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. go follow, subscribe, oh. all of that, like whatever, whatever the, the app tells you to do. Please do that. Sounds um, good. Sounds so good. yeah, so yeah, we 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 debate like a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um. I think some of the things we've spoken about is like dating, social media, accountability, mm. and what it's like to adapt from what you used to be to what you are now, no, yeah. and, and what that looks like. So yeah. some of the things that I um I was touching upon beforehand. So yeah, uh, a real a real eclectic mix of stuff that we talk about, and even with that, I think the one thing that we we, we pride ourselves on as well is we want to hear what people want us to talk about, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there, there's um, listeners um, for many many podcasts are like oh I wish my man would talk about this you know mm. yeah. it's like yeah mm. this is, if I feel as though I can talk about it or I can find someone that can talk about it mm-hmm. and we can have a real beautiful discussion about it hit us up and let us know yeah definitely yeah. definitely sounds, sounds good. good yeah sounds good so that's the Realist Debate podcast on Instagram Spotify check that all out all major YouTube. DSPs so yeah, yeah just out. check that out check out OHR Candles Check out right key removals. Check out grown goodness, exotic fruit boxes. There it is. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things, but all of them will be plugged in anyway. But yeah, check them out. 
So that's it for today. Thanks for coming. It's it. Thanks for having me, man. Like, yeah. As you can probably tell, I love talking. So yeah, yeah man, it's a good chat as well. Man. Yeah, yeah. Have so you on, man, definitely. Yeah, definitely want to hear. Um, yeah, the work you're doing is 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 sounds sounds great. Um, we'd probably like to hear an update on just projects that you've got going on. Mm-hmm. Anything that anything that. Um, we feel people should hear about and people should be aware of. Just yeah, um, totally. Just mm. let us know. And getting the other half of the realist debates, the realist J. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for coming. Um, hopefully, we speak again and listen to S and J.